Hello, and welcome to Lessons from Leading Women, a podcast dedicated to uncovering what it takes to be a successful female leader in today's world. I am your host, Elena Wanvigdot, and this is episode two of the podcast series. Today, we will be talking with Lola Grace. Lola Grace was an investment banker with Morgan Stanley and now is the founder and chair of the MECI, Middle East Children's Initiative. MECI develops programs for children living in war-stricken areas of the West Bank and Jordan, with over 1,500 children involved. Hi, Lola. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. So I know that you started your career working in the banking business. Um, right. What role did being confident play, and how did you use it to your advantage? Well, confidence, I think, plays a role in every single career. And uh, it, it wasn't a con- anything ever conscious, but I think you have to be confident. Um, it plays a very important role. And especially in a very high-powered industry like investment banking in New York, which is highly competitive, if you're not confident in what you do, you wouldn't even last a couple weeks. <laughs> so for girls who are interested in the finance and banking business, what advice would you give them on how to succeed in this difficult environment? Um, well, you need to you need to have you need to have done coursework in accounting and finance um, and any exposure to business is really important. Um, what they look for in in uh, qualifications are people with a sort of quantitative ability, um, but also an ability to work well with people. They're working looking for leaders, um, you know, people who have really excelled. Um, you also have to be able to, you know, work under high pressure and, um, you know, just just be be able to do, you know, the best that you can have demonstrated ability um, in in leadership positions, but also, you know, really having excelled in certain areas, including academics. Did you ever feel that being a woman in that industry that is um, hugely dominated by men had you at a disadvantage or did you feel um, strange in some situations? No, I really feel that being a woman, I was very fortunate because I was sort of in the second wave of women on Wall Street. So I say women that started sort of five to even 10 years behind me had it much, much harder. I mean, by the time I got there, I'd say the, you know, our starting class at Morgan Stanley, there were probably about 25 to 30 percent women. Um, and, and there was no differentiation. So I, I think I think, you know, most of the time I was the only woman on in, in meetings and teams. And even to this day and most of the work that I do, except the work on the charity, um, usually I'm the only woman in the room. And I really feel that it's it's an advantage. Did you have a mentor or a person that you looked up to to help you through the issues that you faced? No. <laughs> no, except at work I didn't, you know, um personally I think I think other people did, but when I look back I really I wish I had um had a mentor, but I I really I really didn't, not anyone at the firm. So, let's talk about your um time abroad working with your charity, um like you do in the Middle East. 
Uh, did your previous experiences help you, or did you have to learn completely new skills to succeed? No, I absolutely. Um, everything that I did as a banker in investment management, all those project management skills were absolutely critical and were put to use in the establishment of the Middle East Children's Institute and all of the work that we do um, on the ground with programs. So uh, I tell everybody that it's it is every every skill that I learned as a banker and the organizational skills, the management skills, people skills, the teamwork, all of that have been essential in in developing this charity. And people ask me why, how we've been able to accomplish what we've accomplished in, in such a short time frame. And it's because of the business skills that I had developed in my career um, that have enabled us to use those same skills in, in, in implementing uh, this program very successfully. So I know that some girls um, are called bossy when they're trying to be confident and where this issue has been you know, decreasing significantly in the past couple of years. Um, were you ever in that situation? Yes, of course. Yeah. What, um, would you say, what would you say to girls that were in that situation? Uh, where they're be- they've been told that they're bossy, I would say just, just, just don't pay attention and just continue to do what you have to do. I think it's a matter of believing in yourself. You just have to, which is self-confidence, you know, getting back to the first thing that you mentioned, you have to really believe in what you're doing. And it's, and if you have conviction and you're persistent, um, then, you know, it, it comes across and you'll eventually get through. So, you have to disregard. I mean, men will, will call women different things, but it just my my advice is just don't pay any attention. Just persevere. Is there other um, advice that you want to give young girls there trying to be successful in whatever job they want to pursue? Well, the advice is, you know, basically set big goals. Um Follow your passion. Do something that you love to do, um, and 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 just go for it. And you know, just set your goals and 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 make sure there are goals that are high, and nothing can stop you. Looking back at your experiences, like in education and in training, what elements of your background help you to become a strong leader? Certainly, my. Um, I think having gone to good universities really helped me. In my case, it gave me the credibility um, uh, in front of others. Uh, I think that that was very valuable. Um, having had an MBA, you know, a management, uh, a Master's of Business Administration from Stanford, um, gave me again a tool as a, a sort of an entry tool. Um, allowing me to get certain positions that wouldn't have been available to me otherwise. And, um, you know, the on-the-job experience that I got in investment banking, um, just the attention to detail, attention to quality work, um, the work ethic that I got, you know, really has been invaluable. I mean, I, I you know, I work um, – seven days a week and I don't think anything of it and that's basically what I was trained to do so I think I think in order to be successful you have to really be willing to work hard and to work harder than everybody else 
Absolutely. And there are some situations where women are denied jobs because they plan to have children in the future. How would you go about getting around this obstacle? It's a, that's a really tricky one. Um, because not all companies are, are set up to allow women with children to work. It takes a company that has a, a degree of flexibility. And I say that's, a, that's very difficult because, um, you know, uh, I mean, some companies have more flexibility than others. And I think you just have to find companies that then are able to give women that kind of flexibility. But it's not universal. Yeah. So um, let's go on to um, imagining that you are a principal of an all-girls high school. Is there anything that you would do differently in the curriculum versus the standard high school today? In all-girls? Well, the studies have shown that, that women in all-girls high schools actually perform better. And that's because they presumably don't have as many distractions and they can really focus on the academics as opposed to a lot of, you know, the social, um, what would you call it, distractions. So what would I do differently? I would focus on math and science and just, you know, really encourage girls to to excel in math and, and science and um, promote careers in in those fields, engineering, math, science, and just continue to, you know, give girls the confidence that they can can do any of these professions as well as any guy and better. If I mean, my have, daughter, Victoria, yeah. I don't know if you've met my daughter, Victoria, but she's at Stanford. She's now getting her master's. She finished her undergrad and she is studying in a in a department called Music, Science and Technology, which is a combination of computer science, music theory and neuroscience. And she's the only female. Wow. And it's you know, it's really tough. But she and she did not have any background whatsoever in computer science. And here she is with all these computer science geniuses at Stanford. And she's had to really work hard. She's had to work, you know, five times as hard as anybody just to, to get through it. But she now is has, is really excelling and is, is a superstar. And because she's the only woman, it's a huge advantage. That is excellent. Wow. Well, congratulations to her. If, so you should be interviewing her. She's, <laughs> she's, she's a more current, you know, real life uh, story of somebody that's facing. She does, and she does face, um, you know, issues as being being the only woman in this in this department. And has she told you about anything that she's had to do differently? Not in terms of having to work hard because she was less experienced, but about the gender barriers that normally come with working in the STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math areas? Yeah, well, I mean, one of the things, for example, she's had to be, um, you know, she's had to learn that you can't share all your ideas because very often, you know, she would come up with an idea and and the next thing you know, one of the guys in the group just stole her idea. So she found it's very competitive and um, she didn't give as much, maybe as much team support. But then another time she did. So, 
you know, she had to, especially in the music field and some of the, the technology, I mean, she's had some, some men who have, you know, um, basically, you know, in the beginning, didn't really appreciate her intellect. But once they could see that she knows as much as they did, and if not more, you know, cases closed. If you had the chance to give career advice to your 16-year-old self, what would it be? Uh, to my 16-year-old self, career yeah. advice? Um, well, uh, you know, um, well, the career advice I give to my 16-year-old daughter is, uh, I think what I mentioned before, is just, you know, set your set your goals high and uh and and go after whatever you're interested in so i think you have to really find something that you're passionate about when i was 16 um what i wanted to be was an ambassador and i um and i so i asked the the american ambassador in costa rica i said well what do you how do you become an ambassador and he said well you either go to you know school of foreign service and you enter into the diplomatic corps and you work your way up or you become a business person make a lot of money and donate to a political campaign and then you become an ambassador and i said well the second one sounds really great i think that's what i'm going to do and that's when i decided that i would you know go and do business so I guess I wouldn't change because I've done pretty much everything that I've wanted to do. Well, it's been incredible to hear all of your experiences um, because I think that it can really help younger girls trying to get into the um, business or just any field that they want to go in to hear what you've done and how you've, you know, overcome a lot of the different hurdles you've had to overcome. Uh, is there any last thing you'd like to say to the girls that are around 16 listening to this? Yeah, I would just say be yourself. You know, you don't have to be a guy in order to be successful. Just be true to yourself. Um, believe in yourself and believe that you can really achieve anything at all in the world. The world is open to all of you. And I think women today are respected as, as much as men. Um, you know, I'm around, I'm around, uh, women who've done incredibly great things. And I really don't think there's any, any barriers now. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's more difficult, but if you're really persistent and um, and true to yourself, you can really accomplish anything. Those are some great pieces of advice. Well, thank you again so much for being here. Pleasure. It's a pleasure, Elena. Thank you for that very motivating interview. I think one of the key points that I found important from this interview is dreaming big and understanding that we can do anything in the world and all we have to do is believe in ourselves and work hard. Lola is definitely an incredible example of someone who, you know, just goes for it. Next on Lessons from Leading Women, I'll be interviewing Suzanne Weeks, an executive coach that works with CEOs all over the world. Thank you for listening. I hope that you liked the podcast because I really enjoyed making it for you. I would love to hear what you think. If you have any questions or comments about my podcast on successful women, please contact me at 2424 E L E N A at gmail.com. 
Before I sign off, I would like to give a special thank you to my guests for being here and sharing such valuable advice because I think they can have a real impact. As well, I would like to thank Baron Schweigman for letting me use his recording studio and equipment that allowed me to make this podcast series a reality.